I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. And I, I for mean, one, oh, welcome. Uh, <laughs> I love our All right, we're welcome. Yeah. We're welcome. I love our theme song so much. I want to hear it again. One more. Um, I'm Andrew. With me is... Max. And Robert. And Robert. The Gentleman Overlords, as mentioned in the theme song. Oh, I love that theme song so much. Oh, guys. Yeah, who made that? That's, that's some good stuff. Uh, hopefully, they got, hopefully they got permission to uh, use that sample. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Uh, this is the only thing keeping our podcast from going real big is if it did, I would we would be just destroyed for using, I think it's Mad Lib, maybe? It's a oh, beat no. I used. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, all right, let's get to some... Speaking of uh, things we never got permission to use, the movies we've seen, theme song... This is fair use. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies we've seen. I think it's Ben more that we have to worry about uh, coming after. Yeah, us he's lit- pretty litigious. Litigiously, yeah. Uh, what movies have you seen, Rob? Ooh, movies I've seen. Um... Uh, turned on and quickly fell asleep to my anaconda don't want none that's right anaconda starring j-lo john voight uh a a young blonde uh uh oh god uh wow yeah we wish you were jet ski and loki oh and wilson former mtv vj carrie were maybe that's what she used to be um uh, wow. Anyway, I'll tell you guys about MTV later. Um, uh, <laughs> no, it's Carson got, Daly. Yeah, it's got a good it's got a good cast. I remember really I remember enjoying the movie when I was younger and um, it kind of feels like a throwback in the way that they're having this, you know, crazy snake hunting them down in the jungle. And just, it, it feels almost like the plot of like an old 50s or 60s movies or something or something instead. But um there are some bits of it I really like, including when the snake eats someone and then it, you see it swim underneath the water and the imprint of the person is like in the skin of the snake. And I was like, what the hell? That isn't <laughs> like the joke in the Simpsons when <laughs> the oh, snake goes yeah. past the classroom and all the kids are like Just perfectly outlined. Yeah. Yeah, outlined. Um, um, yeah, it's it's funny stuff. And then and uh, Void is doing just a, the most bizarre performance. He's got this weird accent. He's calling everyone baby bird. <laughs> Yeah. being a real real jerk to everybody is this um, the uh, herkama homolka thing that you used to love to do no no herkama homolka is uh is uh congo oh, congo okay, okay. another day another dangerous jungle animal movie mm-hmm. um formerly of romania <laughs> uh that good callback um no but it's it's uh i mean what can i say i i, I passed out but i've seen it before um so i turned it back on the next day to rewatch uh some of it um, but it was, it was fun to revisit. It's not, not the, the, the best kind of creature feature film, but, um, I enjoyed it and seeing, seeing some of these actors, you know, back in like the nineties or early two thousands, whenever it was, is was fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I watched, uh, Evangelion 1.11. You cannot 
control or something. It's got some weird title that has a word in parentheses. Uh, y'all, y'all can look it up to confirm, but it's essentially a movie length, uh, uh, version of, of a chunk of some of the first episodes of the series. And it's, um, when I first started it, I was like, Whoa, did I accidentally, should I have started like 0.00 or whatever? Uh, because it was like, it truly just throws you in and is like, Hey, there's a, the, the fourth angel is attacking the city. Hey kid, we need you to go to the base. Huh, yes. Yeah, so your father is there who abandoned you. Anyway, get in this giant Eva and fight it. And I was like, I feel like I'm missing a lot of context and I watched the show, but it's just truly like throwing you in the deep end and being like, yeah, you're familiar with what's going on. We're just kind of like speeding it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other ones are, are 2.22 and 3.33. And then the this final one just came out 3.0 plus 1.0. This also kind of sounds like the naming mechanics of the Naked Gun movies. <laughs> yeah, Evangelion 33 and one third. <laughs> they have, and they have the, the Evangelion behind him on the bullet, like riding it. <laughs> Quick, all the Gentleman Overlord fans, someone Photoshop that. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. um, Make sure to keep OJ it, in it, though. That, hey, can't lose him. Um, uh, no, I really liked it though. The voice, uh, maybe it's sacrilegious. I was listening. Well, actually, I'm trying to think if it had a, a Japanese voice cast, uh, option, but the Shinji, the, the main boy, I really didn't like his, his American voice actor was like somehow even whinier than a 13 or 14 year old boy should be. I thought he was just like, I can't do this. Um, so maybe the, the Japanese track is better, but, um, but I did enjoy it overall and it's gorgeous animation. And um, and the the other cool thing about it is it sort of goes past and adds more to the sh- than the show did. Mm-hmm. It kind of like it kind of changes some plot elements and and does some things because the ending of the show is really ambiguous and kind of heady and sort of like cerebral and stuff. So I feel like and I feel like even fans at the time when it came out were just kind of like that was weird. So I'm kind of excited to see what they do with it, with the newer animation and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm excited to, to visit more of them. Sure. Um, and then that might have been kind of what I had other than I have like some TV uh, that we'll talk about later. But um, unless we're counting video games we played, I beat, I was talking about Arkham Knight recently and I beat it for the first time uh, 100%. Got all the Riddler wow. trophies beat riddler who's in a mech oops spoiler alert he doesn't fight you hand to hand just as a dude he's like i have to be in a mech um so i beat him and then um I, i'm just gonna kind of spoil it because i thought it was really cool and the first time i played through arkham knight i did not get 100 mm-hmm. percent. you really get like a much more uh an actual conclusion to the game where you've i've locked up every other villain riddler was the last one and then you activate the nightfall uh nightfall, nightfall protocol where you destroy the bat signal and basically tell some of your allies like, Hey, like the Gotham needs something different than me, something worse that I can't be right now. And there can't be, I can't be, you know, that hero anymore. And Batman has been unmasked to the city and the world. So, and it's actually fun. You're like flying around and you can hear like the criminals, like why would Wayne be doing the Batman stuff? And some of them don't believe it. And some Uh of them are like, Oh, I get it. It's because of this or that. And like when penguin finds out, he's like, Oh, it doesn't really, you know, doesn't really matter now that since your parents are dead, I don't buy any of this Batman crap. Um, so it's interesting to hear kind of the the banter after you've after that part of the game. 
but Batman goes home and then walks inside with Alfred. Like he lands the the Batwing in fr- the front yard, all the press outside. He walks inside and then four seconds later, the entire mansion explodes and blows up. So everyone thinks Bruce Wayne and Alfred are dead. Mm-hmm. And, and then it kind of seals up. He's actually really cool to Catwoman. Like Catwoman's like, Hey, call me if you need me. He's like, I won't. And I was damn. like, damn dude. And he, he doesn't even say like, maybe I can be with you now because I can start it. I can be someone else and be, we can go somewhere. He's just like, Nope, I don't, I, we can't actually. And the very last thing is like Gordon has become the mayor He's going to the, attend the wedding of uh, his daughter, uh, his daughter Barbara, and um, uh, not Dick Grayson, uh, 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 other Robin, um, Tim Drake, Tim Drake. Okay. And then in an alley, you see a family um, kind of cut through, and these criminals sort of like go to rob them. And I was like, no one should be even walking down alleys anymore at this point in Gotham, especially with pearl necklaces on. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought you meant and, criminals should not be stalking alleys anymore. Criminals either. Well, criminals either based on what happens at the very end, which is before they, you know, probably kill these, these people in front of their kid, they look up on this rooftop and it looks like Batman is standing there, but there's almost like this aura around him, like kind of like black fire or something. And they're like, there ain't no Batman no more. We're not scared. And then like it spreads its wings and it looks like the city is like just blown up. It looks like when he spread his wings, like the building and everything he was standing on got like torn apart and there's fire and he like descends towards them and the game ends wow and so there's a lot going on there as far as like did batman pretend to die and he has come back as something else did Azrael or one of the other like red hood or some other people are do they have something to do with it or someone pointed out it's very much like all of the scarecrow fear stuff in the game mm-hmm. and and their speculation like is he using his fear toxin in some way to like Oh, criminals might not be scared of, you know, even even the next person who's just a man in a suit, maybe they won't be scared of. But if they're like induced with fear and they like they can't even rationally resist it, like that could be the next evolution of crime fighting in Gotham. It was it was weird. And to have that be the cap to the end of the game, I thought was exciting because I don't know that they're ever going to make more games in this actual series. But it was a fun way to kind of keep the idea alive of like there will always be some sort of protector in Gotham. So I was really satisfied. I, I enjoyed the game a lot more having played it again and, and beat it a hundred percent. And I appreciate it a lot more than I did before. Cool. So that was quite cinematic for me. I, I really enjoyed how it all wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a new game coming out. I'm not sure if it's in the uh, exact the suicide same. squad one. That's the one. Yeah. No, there's, it's a Gotham Knights one where you play oh. as all the sidekicks like uh Batgirl Robin and then like several different versions of Robin Nightwing. And uh, maybe Damien. I think Damien's in there. Oh, they never. I don't know if they ever hinted at Damien in this one, but um, it is. It is interesting that there are some plot points that, like, obviously are calling back to like the comics, but stuff of like that didn't happen in the game. So when there's stuff with Jason Todd who was like killed by Joker, you're like, yeah, but like if we didn't know that from the comic, like it wasn't shown in the game. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting how they have to walk that line. Mm-hmm. I, I could be interested in that. I know there was a Suicide Squad one coming up where like you're supposed to be like attacking, like trying to assassinate like Superman and stuff. But I don't know if that actually is going to tie into the universe at all. So we'll see. Hopefully that one's starring uh weasel and polka dot and <laughs> all our favorite suicide squad members. I mean, I would love, I, the problem is they've been developing that since before I think gun had this new gig. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because I think like people would love to have like polka dot man and some of these other people on the squad now. And I'm not sure 
maybe they'll end up being DLC, but hopefully we'll get Slipknot. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh man, yeah, the only character who can climb in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles. Uh, Knuckles. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm I'm excited. Whatever whatever Rocks uh, Rocksteady Studios whatever does mm-hmm. in the future, I'd be interested to see because I I love for the most part how they handled the the trilogy. Yeah. So. Max, you got some internet issues going on over there. Do you want to try and talk about some movies you've seen or? Nope. I'll just name them. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about them real quick. Uh, I watched Ice Pirates. That's an uh, old movie from the 80s. Classic. Yeah, I've seen that. Haven't seen that in a long time. Ooh, they got him. Okay. Sorry. Max. Yeah. <laughs> All right, no, wait, will... Max, don't pretend to be an ice pirate. Just tell <laughs> us about the movie. Maybe I will just skip it, man. But it's got Ron Perlman. It's got Angelica Houston. Uh, it's pirates in space uh, stealing ice. <laughs> because there's, water there's, is like a resource yeah. that's... Yeah. yeah. No water left in the universe. And they're looking for a planet with water, which you know uh, turns out to be the long lost Earth. Um, it's pretty lame. But <laughs> but it's worth a watch. I don't know. It's like it's, a cult classic. I think people, I think folks, some folks really like it. Yeah, ex- yeah. It, it's. I'm sure there's a way to enjoy it. There's a way <laughs> to <know>. enjoy it. <laughs> I had I had a good time with some of it, but honestly, you know, it's like very it's low quality, and you know, some of the jokes are trash, and it's it it just kind of meanders a little bit. But uh, it came out I think like after. Um, Star Wars was really big and people just wanted to watch mm-hmm. a lot of sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and it has some fun with it. Like it, it's kind of like space balls and that same thing, but probably not at the same level. Uh, and then I also watched the new uh, Cruella movie with, um, with uh, uh, Emma Stone. Our favorite yes. Asian, our favorite Asian American actor, Emma Stone. <laughs> um, and I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it feels like people came out pretty hot against it right off the bat, and but I think it's probably more that it's it's leaning into a certain kind of tone, and I think that I, I am probably in the camp of people where I'm like, did it have to be Cruella if it's essentially not the Cruella character anymore and you're kind of rewriting it? Probably not. Would it have made any money? No, probably not. So I, I kind of understand what they're going for, but it's it's just that weird thing. you know. It's happened with a lot of movies like that where I'm like, feels like there's a lot of good stuff going for it except you're tied to this name yeah mm-hmm. is my only thing i don't really have like i don't remember 101 dalmatians i haven't watched it since i was a kid so i didn't wow. really have a whole lot of like connection to it i forgot a lot of stuff i reckon there i think they cast two like her two henchmen who i completely forgot existed but because they looked so much like them I, it kind of like triggered the memory sure. so i think is they it did paul walter stuff, hauser like, one of them probably from uh, the richard jewell movie He's like Probably. the he's like the bigger henchman. Yeah, yeah, and he's American, right? Y- yes, I believe so. Yeah, like both both him and Emma Stone are American, but doing British accents. It's it's funny to me that <laughs> that they went that route, but uh, I thought it worked. I thought they did a pretty good job. It's not like it didn't bl- blow me away or anything. I but think it's it was Dis- fun. It's Disney evening out hiring a, an English guy to play Doctor Strange, who's American. Damn it! <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. What they is this, my mantra? <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say check it out. Give it, give it a shot. It's, it's weird. They have like uh, several dogs in there, and they seem to be for the most part CG, mm-hmm. like kind of the at the Lion King uh, remake. 
she looks that's at, another one she looks oh, sorry the, go ahead Drew. she looks at the dalmatians and she gives it like a, a terrence howard like next time baby like to the dalmatians like she's like i'm not messing with you yet but wait, wait next time baby meaning like i'll be wearing you as a coat yeah, the next time when, i see yeah, you when he looks at the the war <laughs> the war machine armor at the end of iron man he's like next time baby it's like yeah she's like i'm gonna next time yeah i like dogs in this movie yeah. but something's gonna I'll happen a little more evil one. when i'm older and i'm gonna want to make a coat out of you yeah um yeah it's, I, it's, I can't speak to it i haven't seen it but it, it it sounds like the initial initially people were like it's un it's un terrible and i think more people were like actually it's got a fun vibe and if you just like lean into it it's all good so yeah that's pretty much how i came out of it it's like it, it's good for what it is uh don't take it too seriously don't i i think uh don't give any of the disney remakes too much of a you know like mm-hmm. i have heard it's like, one of the better like of the disney remakes which so often are like have extra songs or things they don't need added in or or just don't reach the heights of the original ones that this one is better for being trying to be a little different i don't yeah i don't think they should be doing these honestly i think they should stop <laughs> with it well, Disney should just I mean, stop. here i am saying that like it, it was pretty good but you're probably right it would have been better if it wasn't cruella like it really didn't have to be cruella i just and yeah, i i think like all of the live action disney remakes I think nobody has been like blown away by any of them. You know, like no. they'll like, feel pretty superfluous. Yeah, like, I think like even like the better, like the quote unquote better ones. You know, like uh, I think like Aladdin and The Lion King are like the ones that are heralded as the better ones. I think even those people are pretty lukewarm on. So like, I just don't know what's the purpose. Yeah, and I to make I mean, money. It's yeah, just yeah, nostalgia, yeah. and then you watch it, and then you're like, "Oh, I remember 101 Dalmatians," and then you also will watch that. But that's like on the that's service. like a new that's a different story, you know. Like they did that with true, Maleficent true. too. But what I mean is like the movies where it's like, let's redo Aladdin or let's do Beauty and the Beast. To like, I don't like you know. I'm not so attached to the original animated movies that i'm just like oh you can't that's sacrilegious Mm -hmm. but it does feel like if you're gonna do if you're gonna make them to like lesser returns quality wise then why do it well if they're bigger returns financially but like i wonder about that it's hard yeah it's hard to say you know what their new stuff was like raya the last dragon i don't know and maybe it's just a lot harder to come up or to get people to to into a new idea sure. rather than you know hey Existing come see this IP. thing and yeah. also like maybe writing it like you already have a story there that, that's another thing where it feels like i could i mean don't quote me but I, I feel like on some of these projects there's also like a couple more than a few writers and it, there's like a couple passes through multiple groups of people where it's like wow it really feels like it took like an army to like to to get all this i think that was like raya i feel like had a lot of different people mm-hmm. like had or like written and rewritten and stuff like that and Sometimes it ends up then being like generic in places where you're like, why did it take so many people to come up with this kind of story I've heard before? And then, and then like you say, in other occasions, you're like, it, it feels like it wouldn't be too hard to come up with something pretty original and, and try that out. I don't know, man. It must be weird to, to deal with like, you know, the nostalgia will get people in the seats or to watch it. Yeah. And you know, something original is like, but, and you know when people want an original thing, but it's sort of like a gamble because there's no established IP. So who knows? It just, it just feels like they're, they, don't really know what they're doing and they're just kind of uh you know doing a money grab and not the company that made the new star wars i don't believe it (laughs) (laughs) not counting last jedi (laughs) (laughs) that's all i was counting (laughs) 
He's like, oh, yeah, that's a good comment, Robert. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, did you see anything else? Uh, for movies, no, that was it. Okay. I watched a documentary called You Cannot Kill David Arquette on Hulu. Uh, huh. It is a documentary that is mostly about David Arquette. Scream? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he does talk about Scream, but it is mostly about him returning to professional wrestling in like 2017. Whoa, I did not know that. So for those unfamiliar, David Arquette, actor, in like the year 1999-2000, filmed a movie for World Championship Wrestling called Ready to Rumble, where, you know, he, like, hung around with Oliver Platt, who was playing a wrestler, and then he got into wrestling and then ended up winning WCW's World Championship on an episode of Nitro or Thunder or something. And he was vilified for, like, decades because of this. Like, I can't believe he did this. He ruined wrestling, not understanding that David Arquette was hired to do a job and he fulfilled that job. And then because people take wrestling too seriously, they vilified and said horrible things about David Arquette forever. So this movie, it's a really good documentary. It's about him trying to earn the respect of the people that used to say shit about him because he loves wrestling. Like he grew up watching wrestling with his uncle He's always loved it, and it like it. You could tell it like ate at him internally that this world hated him, oh, and so that sucks. he just like wanted to like redeem himself. So he like trains, goes and like does some. Like, he does a lot of indie wrestling, and you know it's a movie with its ups and downs in terms of him professionally. It's there's a there's a particular part of the story where he gets into a wrestling match, a, a death match with a guy named Nick Gage, who is a pretty prolific death match wrestler in, in the United States. And that scene is gruesome. It's disgusting. Like it is, it's really hard to watch as somebody who's watched wrestling and watched death matches. It's still pretty, it's still pretty gruesome to watch. David Arquette loses an eye in that one, right? He doesn't lose an eye, but he gets, he gets punctured in the neck. Oh, what? Was, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's really pretty gruesome. disgusting. And like, it, no one's gonna watch that shit after you say that. Sorry, I mean, I'm just I would like to give people a heads up that if they're because it, it is a really good documentary. If you want to like, from the second that he wrestles Nick, like Nick Gage shows up on screen, and you'll know it's Nick Gage because Nick Gage is uh, he's an interesting guy. <clears throat> but the second he shows up on screen. Fast forward like 10 minutes because just watch, get... watch this until you see an interesting guy. Once you see an interesting guy, then stop watching. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, a, you just said? it's about like an hour 20 or so into the movie hour 30. Um, what is Arquette's uh, like wrestling? Like what is his persona? Like officer Dewey? Well, I mean, in the, in the, when he won the title in like 2000, it was like David Arquette shithead actor. Like I'm better than all of you. I'm an actor. And now it's, I mean, he's just David Arquette. He's like, why like, did everyone hate me? Yeah. I mean, he's not like, I'm I'm not David Arquette. I'm, you know, uh, Mephisto, yes. the magical, you know, whatever. Like, Ooh, sounds good. He does. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he should have considered it. Um, Maybe he, he doesn't have gotten like, punctured. He does do, like, magic tricks on his way to the to the, the ring. Like, he makes, like <laughs> like, streamers come out of his arms and stuff like that. I've made um, my opponent disappear. I win. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
I would say genuinely skip the Nick Gage stuff because it it's disgusting and it only like the only reason it serves the story is that it sends him into like a personal spiral that he has to then get himself out of. But other than that, I think the movie is wonderful and it's just a nice redemption story for somebody who's like, I hate what this has done to me and I want to like, I want to get my life. Like I want to get this part of my life back. It seems to me like he took it way too seriously and he didn't know how to be a heel and be hated. Like that, that was what he went in do and attempting to do. Maybe, but it's not like he, it doesn't sound like he was, you said he was hired to do the job. And then like, did he kind of like, was he still around and wrestling after that? Or no, did he kind no, of no, no. I mean, he kind of, he left and then just continued to be an actor, but sure. I think the so fact- maybe that's part of it. Whereas like, if he was like going to continue to be a heel in wrestling, he probably would have maybe, maybe he would have been able to roll with it easier, but coming out and then having everyone hate you, especially in like a sport and stuff that you love. would Yeah. Be, I would think be. it's, I think it's more the people that take wrestling too seriously. The people who think like a little bit of the, I I've heard this said before, a little bit of knowledge in a wrestling fan is really dangerous because once wrestling fans think they know something about wrestling, then they think they know everything about wrestling mm. and the kind of thing of David Arquette won the world championship I know that the world championship is really important to a lot of wrestlers. Therefore, I hate David Arquette for doing this thing to the world championship. Not understanding, you know, like they've, they know enough. This is planned and this is talked about. They know enough that it's planned and know enough that it's, you know, he didn't like go into the ring and like force DDP's arms to the mat and (laughs) pin him. But they don't know. Holy shit, he's actually wrestling in there. Stop him. Yeah. But they don't know enough to know that he didn't walk in and say, I'm David Arquette, Hollywood actor, and I want to win the world championship. Like every interview he's ever done, he's like, this is one of the biggest mistakes I ever did. I wish I had not won it. I didn't know enough to say no or have enough power to say no, but I wish I did. So like it's it's all, you know, like I said, a little knowledge goes a long way with wrestling. Man, it's a good thing that Drew Carey didn't win that Royal Rumble. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um So, yeah, again, if you can skip it or stomach the Nick Gage stuff, it's a really good movie, and I enjoyed it a lot. And it's, I mean, he's an interesting guy. Um, He's divorced from Courtney Cox, but she still shows up in the movie to, like, kind of comment on him becoming a wrestler again. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some some fun cameos in it, but... um, She also stabs him in the shoulder and and, uh, runs a cheese grater across his face. That's right. Um, and there's a it's really the chair. there's a really touching the 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 coda at the end of the movie is really touching. Um, kind of a nice tribute to he was best friends with Luke Perry, and Luke oh. Perry passed on by the end of the end of the movie. So he ends up uh, spoiler he ends up wrestling with uh, Jack Perry, who is Luke's son, who is a wrestler named Jungle Boy. Um, he ends up wrestling a match with him, and it's a nice touching tribute to Luke Perry. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Are you excited for the movie Heels? TV show. That are you excited for the movie though that's coming out after the the TV <laughs> the show is super successful. Yeah, the super successful TV show. I I I am just because I know Stephen Amell loves wrestling also. He's like done a couple matches. He's really good friends with like Cody Rhodes and those guys. So I think 
he at least has the right intentions. The trailer, there were parts of the trailer that made me cringe really hard. And so there's some stuff in the trailer. I was like, that looks fun. And then there's some like, I don't know. Did you watch the trailer, Max? Um, I'm not, I, I might've skipped around in it. I, I definitely have seen an image of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's there's like a part a in the trailer <laughs> where like he's, you're more a fan of the movie trailer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm waiting for it. There's a part in the trailer where he's like scripting out the show and he's like, sorry, baby, I'm trying to write down who's going to win. And she goes, what if we win? You know, like the family. And it's just like, okay. Oh yeah. I was there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Jack Perry, jungle boy. Uh huh. Looks a lot like um, those little children that are way more muscular than they should be. Yeah. Mm. Little buff boys. He's Yeah, he's a young... He, I mean, he is young. He's like 23 or something. Um, but Looks he does. 12. He does look 12. He's awesome. He's r- such a fun wrestler. Yeah, I feel you, like I've heard, I've heard of him. Yeah, I'll send you a match. He, he tag teams with a giant dinosaur in uh, AEW, but I'll send, nice. you, I'll send you a clip. Anyways... Let's stop talking about Jack Perry and let's talk about some TV shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Robbie? Uh, some TV show I've seen. Uh, rewatching some Cowboy Bebop. Oh, have you Love seen that. the have you seen the the pictures of uh old Spike Spiegel? Mm-hmm. John Chico? Yes. Looks pretty good. Um uh the Spike and Jet both look almost exactly like their character. Did I already say this or was this before? Maybe I said this before the episode last time around, but Spike and Jet look exactly almost like their characters with like the costumes mm-hmm. and Faye not so much. And I'm not being nitpicky in the way of like, I need to see like also Faye has like legs that are like seven feet long in the, in the anime. And that's what you want I'm, I'm not talking about that, but it is kind of like she has like the yellow top, but not the yellow shorts. They're like a different color. And then she's got like these, these, different kind of like leggings on and then her jacket doesn't look like a sweater it's like a leather thing and this i've i know i sound nitpicky but it's only because the other characters look like almost exactly like the characters in the in the show or their costumes at least so i just thought it was odd but it doesn't matter to me as far as like that the actor playing Faye being comfortable and it making more sense to not have short shorts that are going up her ass or something in every shot it was just more like interesting that even like kind of like color and stuff she looked the most different which i thought was just interesting um no pictures of they've cast vicious and uh julia but no pictures of them in character yet and i'm just mostly curious like i think they said that they're gonna kind of like approach the episodes and things from the show but kind of expand on it and i imagine they're gonna have more vicious and julia kind of weaving throughout as opposed to kind of as sporadic as it is in the actual run um and as far as I know, no casting for Ed, which is a uh, character that did you hear something different? No. <laughs> well, oh, it just because they also don't come into the show until like episode six or seven or eight or something like that, mm-hmm. and then leave first before the series is over. So in the grand scheme of things, it makes sense if like if this is planning on having a second season or something, Ed might not be in it to begin with, but I hope they are eventually because they're just a big part of the Bebop crew. They already have Ein though in the um, shop yeah. that's released. So and maybe that will be they'll do the Data Dog episode or whatever, uh, and and get Ein that way. Uh, rewatching that one, it's so funny that they're trying to make you think that a corgi is in this suitcase that 
couldn't possibly hold the corgi it led well, at least comfortably um but yeah so i'm interested and i also know that ed is contra i think controversial for some fans they find her really annoying but i really love ed i think i, I like the that she's a hacker and what she bring like the weirdness she brings to the show and i hope they find a way to thread the needle and kind of have them present and also not be like an incredibly annoying like kid actor or something but yeah. um but anyway I am, i'm i do really think they nailed it on the ein casting though I, I think they did a good job <laughs> yes yeah almost yes almost perfect we'll have to see in i want to see the episode where i need some mushrooms and if they can make the corgi hop around like <laughs> they do in, in the show but we'll see um, oh if they go cg yes um but no i i am excited man if they did the the mad perot episode with the the creepy guy who flies around and is like invincible yeah. i would love that so much um but I don't, I don't expect him to, to adapt all of them. Um, and then I watched the uh, Pen15 came out with an animated episode. And I, it, which sounds weird, but they, I saw like a little preview thing and they were like, the inspiration behind this was uh, COVID. We couldn't film. So we decided to do an animated episode where we could do whatever we wanted. And we just had to voice our characters. And it made it easier for us to go to a location, which is Florida, where they couldn't go before especially now uh-huh. and and they do some stuff in the episode that is sort of is possible because it's animated in a cartoon where their dad the the end of the second season not too many spoilers but their dad uh picks them up or, or um i can't remember the character's name now but her one of the dads picks them up and is like hey i got this convertible and like we're going on a little trip and then this i'm guessing will kind of be a bridge to the next season where he just sort of takes them on a jaunt down to Florida and they hang out at this place for a while and swim in the pool. And they, he gives them like 50 bucks. He's like, that's supposed to be for the whole trip. So don't spend it in one place. And then they decide to go get like their caricature drawing done on the boardwalk. And then they're horrified when, um, why can't I think of the other character's name? Maya's face is all like huge, like a moon. And then the other girl's face, her nose is like enormous, like Mm -hmm. a giant witch's nose. And then in the episode, like their faces become that for the rest of the episode because they're like thinking about it so much uh-huh. that, that that's like what they look like. Um, and they meet up with some kids and go to like like an underage club, but like sneak in alcohol and like drink for the first time and stuff. And it just felt very like I, I really enjoyed it. It's hmm. it's not like the greatest animation. It's not like super slick, but it really I think it really worked for what they were trying to go for. And I think especially given everything that's going on, it was like, I don't know how often do, does anyone get to do something like that? Like a weird little extra animated app to kind of, you know, tide people over until they can kind of get back in the studio or whatever. So yeah. I thought it was really cool. And if I really like the, the two seasons of the show that are out. So if people are fans, I would, I would definitely tell them to, to go and check that one out for cool. sure. Yeah. Max, what about right you? On. Uh, let's see. I watched more summer camp Island. I can't believe I I've been mentioning this for the past, like maybe three or four weeks or, uh, episodes, but still not through season one because it's like 40 episodes in the first season. Yeah. It's quite a bit. It's dense. They're only 11 minutes long. So, I mean, it's pretty much like a, a, one of the older seasons of a, of a 30 minute show, I suppose. But um, yeah, still not quite through it. Still good. I also uh, finished up uh, season two of Agent Carter, which mm. I think um, dropped the ball pretty hard. It, like it went very goofy mm-hmm. 
and it didn't really seem to fit uh, the like. It's nice because it's a period piece. I normally don't like that that ground level. Like, I'm going to tell a story about Batman, but but only about the like Gotham Police Department, and it's going to have nothing to do with superheroes so, or villains Gotham. ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just trying to shit on Gotham. The, but they've done it in a, a bunch of things, right? And, and I think uh, Arrow started out trying to, and and I feel like they learned that it was a bad idea, right? Like yeah. Ar- Ar- Arrow gave it up when Flash came out and when Supergirl came out, and they're like, no, we can actually have superheroes in a superhero show. So, um, like, but but I feel like this one worked because it was in the past, right? Mm-hmm. If you you can kind of think, oh, this is before superheroes, even though it's you know Captain America exists, and now we're well, yeah, early enough that early enough that like there isn't all the other huge power, powerful people to kind of get away of the ground level stuff. Yeah, but but the, you know this one feels kind of like okay, Peggy Peggy Carter is existing in this time where it. Yeah, there's a there's a scene I was gonna I was gonna ask you about because it kind of it does kind of fit in with the uh, the goofiness of season two. But mm-hmm. it's it's one of my favorite scenes from the show, and it it really makes me laugh whenever I think about it. And it's like they're getting a, a team together, and it's like they're gonna go like storm the bad guys. And it's the kind of scene that like in a modern show, you know, they'd have like boom, here comes the boom, like you know, like walk as they're <laughs> that would be in a modern street. show, yeah, <laughs> you know, a uh, modern show, very modern, fifteen years ago. Uh, but like you know, they'd have some like you know like sure sure song. And it's the just, gearing up montage, but yeah. because it's taking place in like the fifties, it's like a you know she was a knock Yes, I think you've been. I think you mentioned that to me before, and I find that's very funny that, to me. I, like I that. yeah, I was curious, like that, the song that got people hyped back then. Yeah, <laughs> I think I was it in slow motion too. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, the the song choice is probably good, but I was just distracted by the the idea of like it's kind of like the Godzilla movie or Kong versus Godzilla, mm-hmm. where you you can have your comic relief right, but you can't. We can't what? You can't load a team with nothing but comic relief, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah. you yes. don't want to have like the unless you're doing a comedy, you don't want to do that yeah. or it's too much. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they turn. They turn Jarvis into uh, comic relief, yeah. and then they, you know, had everyone was slipping and falling. There's that scientist who was also comic relief. Yeah, they were, yeah, they, were they were doing a little too much to like try. So treated, and, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just trying too hard to make it like silly or like approachable and like, you know, and yeah. and you know, you know how they like in comedy they have the straight man, right? Mm-hmm. And that was Jarvis, right? He's the one who is so super serious all the time. Yeah. They turned him into slapstick in this yeah. one. They just, they didn't know what they were doing and they were trying. Is that a superhero name? Slapstick. slapstick that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That when he gets his superpowers of, uh, you know, slipping on a banana peel. <laughs> but he always crashes into and like knocks out the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, like that domino luck. Uh, yeah, that's gonna say it's like the domino. He 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 always hurts himself, but he he gets the villain too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I just thought, and then they also went really like into actual like superhero power of like people being able to venom essentially black goo that yeah, that can disintegrate a person, that. and then somebody like freezing. Like they start the first episode, they started with like a whole lake freezing because some person got ice powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the powers are completely inconsistent. I don't know. Also, 
they moved the whole setting now. They moved the, they moved the whole sorry the whole setting from New York to L.A. and they oh. like opened up a new uh, like a new branch of yeah uh, of the secret yeah, government organization. Yeah. So like everyone moves there, or they have like one person move there, and then Peggy moves there, and then like people keep showing up who are like one day in New York and then immediately in LA and they just keep bringing people over. It's like, it doesn't make sense. If you wanted to have those same people do it in New York. If you want to be in LA, then start with some fresh new people or move the whole department over there. But yeah. the fact that they like kept having to make up excuses like, Oh yeah, I'm you're in over LA here. now. Hey, it, when did you was, get here? I feel like they, they messed some stuff up yeah. with that season. Yeah. I overall... Well, is that, and is that because they, so it's closer to San Francisco, which is where Venom takes place. Oh. So is that to get closer <laughs> yeah, to the origin be. of the Black Goo and stuff? Be. Yeah. And we all know that it was really a good idea to have Venom not be also in New York where Spider-Man is. Have him go to sunny San Francisco. That's right. <laughs> and be very sick. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Let There Be Carnage. Um, uh, yeah, I wonder how sick he is in this one. <laughs> hey, probably not as sick and twisted as freaking Carnage, am I right? right? That's right. Hopefully he hasn't contracted uh, COVID-19. Did you guys see the new the official new poster for No Let There Be Carnage? It's it's really bad. Talk about floating heads. Is that we I'll I'll look it up and I'll drop it okay. in the chat. It's 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 wild stuff. Uh Max, have you watched any more TV? That was it for me. Cool. Well, I haven't really watched anything of note, so why don't we just get into the movie we saw this week? 2010's uh The Losers. So watch the losers it's on netflix it is based on the comic book by andy diggle and jock um this is a it's based on it so the losers is a dc imprint uh not affiliated with the dceu but it is a dc movie technically um about a group of mercenaries who work for the government who get sold out by the government and have to try and earn their lives back, but also get revenge on the elusive Max. <laughs> starring. Uh, yeah, starring, why do you think I picked this movie? Yeah, starring uh, Bloodsport, Captain America, Negan, um, and Jason Patrick. Oh, and Gamora. Uh, what did you guys think of The Losers 2010? Ooh, or, or let, um, me, let, me, let me let me sorry would you guys oh. recommend people see the losers it's on netflix right now would you recommend people watch it on netflix ah uh, not particularly <laughs> <laughs> max what about you uh yeah i i feel like if i recommend it it's going to be a tentative recommendation i like there is a lot of a lot of what a lot of toxic masculinity yeah that <laughs> yeah. uh that r- really um like went unnoticed at the time, I suppose, but uh, is very noticeable it, now. It does feel like the last vestige of like that sort of like this kind of movie. And like this movie, it reminds me a lot of the A-Team movie that came out around the same time, which is like kind of a, a, a group of guy, a group of rowdy guys getting into like a lot of violence, a lot of shit blowing up, but also like women are objects. Um, and like they're they're there to ruin the men fun that sort of thing it doesn't yeah. it doesn't 
feel like, and rightly so, that they would make this movie anytime recently, even though ten it, years ago is not that long ago. Yeah, exactly. It 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 threw me off because I think, as I told you guys, I assumed this was a newer movie. Yeah. I thought it might have been something that like maybe was in the can for like a couple of years and had just been released. I didn't know it was 2010 before I started watching it. Yeah, and then I, did, I also. Oh, sorry. I did, I did tell you it just came to Netflix, which yeah, by, yeah. by that I mean it like just. I, was, I, no, but you said totally yeah. the right thing, and I think in my brain I was like, I was like, oh, it's like a new release, or like they've been sitting on this for like two years, like it's been filmed. But now that Idris Elba is in Suicide Squad and they've got a couple other folks from, you know, they got Negan in there and stuff. I was like, oh, that's why they're putting it out now. I didn't realize it had been it had been out there mm-hmm. and it was already had been watched by whoever wanted to see it. And and now it now it's finally it's made yeah. its way to Netflix. Including me. I, do think, I saw it. Uh, yeah, I saw it at the time. Wow. Um, I do think it's interesting to see these people before they uh Took off Got, more. Yeah, took off. This is, is 2010 thing. is even, he wasn't even, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan wasn't even Negan at that point, no, right? I don't no, think, yeah, I don't Negan. think he was a character in The Walking Dead yet. And I think like probably Chris Evans was maybe just cast as Captain America or was like uh, rumored to be Captain America. Yes, yeah, because he yeah. was like, that was that was actually what tipped me off where I was like, he looks, he's immortal. He looks <laughs> yeah. as young as, as he did in like Fantastic Four. And I was like, when did this come out? And then I paused it and was like, 2010, what the f- Andrew yeah, see, and Max. It, the the <laughs> haircut definitely seems like uh, yeah, and like kind of the soul patch style. Can we talk oh. about? I mean, we can talk about a couple of things about the movie, but he had this is like such like a tropey thing, and Chris Evans always had a a weird like brand new like graphic tee for every scene. Yeah, yeah. For a guy who's like <laughs> they're him, like though. they're like in basically ghost protocol at this point. Like he he certainly has like they're cut off. Yeah, yeah. they don't have yes. And he always had like a fresh new like, like Target T-shirt or yeah. something with like <laughs> a were... weird, including a part where he's uh he's like undercover at a hot dog stand that they got I don't know where they got the hot dog stand, he's eating the hot dogs so not even like a f- total fake thing he has them mm-hmm. he's producing he's cooking them, and he has a T-shirt of like a woman like eating straight on dog. eating a hot dog yeah. and I was like so much more coordination went into the you doing all this than it seems like the rest of the mission. Um, and so this is before was Amazon could deliver in an hour. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it is. And it's also an interesting movie because it's, it's probably the last time you'd be able to cast Chris Evans as plucky, dorky comic relief of the group. Cause like he's, how, I mean, how close was this to um, uh, Scott Pilgrim? I think it was either this, maybe the same year. Oh wow! Because he did that. Definitely, he gave me the vibes of like when he that his character in that he he reminded me of that. Yeah, he's I like, I really enjoy him in this movie. Oh, though. I think he's yeah. pretty. He's funny. not the worst part. No, he's not like bad. He's he's I just kind of like it's just like overall pretty corny. Yeah, but like he's mm-hmm. good at it. It's just like mm-hmm. th- he's not like nobody's going to cast him as that again, or at least for a while. This Probably not. But it's a shame. Yeah, because he, mm-hmm. as much as I like his goody two shoes cap it feels like he has a little bit of range and can do yeah. more than that. So I hope, I hope it's not just the, the leading man, you know, handsome superhero man. I well, hope that there's a little bit more fun in there. How about knives out? I mean that. Oh yeah. I guess else? you're right. That's true. Yeah. He was really, he was an act. He was just like a straight up dick in that. So I, yeah, you're right. That was gave him a chance to be a little different. Um, What did you guys, so in the movie, 
when they when they get betrayed by the government and particularly by the CIA operative named Max, um, they kind of lead you to believe through like kind of camera tricks and stuff that the reveal of Max is going to be this thing where it's like, oh, it's I can't, you know, like Tom Cruise or, you know, like something where it's like, I can't believe it's this actor playing this role. Or it's not really that guy and there's some other guy. And it's just they when they reveal it, it's just kind of a loose like they kind of like like they do this thing where they're like showing his body and then like the front and then the back and then the front and then the back. And then like, it's almost like they show his face by accident at first. And it's just like, Oh, it's just a like Jason Patrick, I think was maybe a bigger actor at certain points during, you know, his, you know, in the past, but in 2010, it kind of felt like they were building it up as this reveal. And it's just like, Oh, it's a, it's Jason Patrick. What else has he been in? I didn't even really recognize him. Like he was in Lost Boys and he's like, I think his, like he had a bigger peak probably in the like nineties, late eighties. But it just, it felt like one of those things where like they'd reveal it and you'd be like, whoa, I can't believe they cast so-and-so as, as this Mm -hmm. character. And instead it was just like, oh, it's like a, you know, no, no shade towards Jason Patrick, the actor, but the reveal was made. It made you think like, Oh, this is going to be something. And just, Oh, it's Jason Patrick. I got to say, I, you know, he's a working actor. I'm sure there's only so much you can do on the set of the losers. As far as arguing, uh, what kind of lines you want to say? Didn't love that. At least twice in the movie, he does two offensive Indian accents to Indian people to kind of make fun of them. And I know he's a villain and people do add all sorts of shitty things that villains do to really drive home that they're the villain, but it just felt so it felt bad the first time it felt even worse the second time and i was like this sucks like i don't need i i already know he wants he's an asshole and he's like trying to kill millions and millions of people i don't really need this extra on it yeah he was way too i mean that was terrible but he was way too over the top cartoony villain like the, the entire time everything he did was he was acting like he was a bigger deal than the rest of the movie was treating him in my opinion, the the funny line too when he, I didn't even know what they were showing at first. They show this island and then it kind of like starts collapsing in on itself, and it kind of like gets all sucked up like a black hole and disappears. And he's like, "This is like a new, this is like a bomb for terrorists in the 21st century. Like all the destruction, none of the pollution." <laughs> yeah, that's his primary concern. He's like, "Yes, I'd like people to die." But yes. I don't want it to affect the 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 environment in any yes. negative way. It's it's just like a beer. It just like it just like destroys everything, but like negates it all. Like it, there's not even debris left, and yeah. it was like, which is kind of like a cool idea that like it would be like setting off a nuke and like the city's gone, but there's no fallout. It's just like completely disappeared. But it was just like such a corny like we're the eco terrorists demand a bomb that doesn't also make the sky dirty right. and gross too. Yeah. We're terrorists <laughs> from the 21st century. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was it was very weird. You guys are right. He's kind of like he his performance, the Jason Patrick performance of this character Max, is very much like what a a cartoony Lex Luthor. Like he's like rich, like seems to have like no like there's no like uh, limit to like how much money he can spend and his like what he can do. But he's like playing this like kind of yeah cartoony i just want people to die villain and like it just didn't seem to fit with how everybody else in the movie was acting Mm -hmm. 
Um, which doesn't shock me because he doesn't share a lot of scenes with them either. So I I imagine that there was plenty of parts where he was just like going on his own. And they were like, Hey, we got Jason Patrick. We got to let him do whatever we want to do. You got Jason Patrick. Let him go. I will. I got to give it up for one. There was a location I enjoyed that they had in the movie. I got to give up for the small positives. They were on the golden eye, like satellite dish at one point, which I was like, badass dude. Like that's a real location. It's cool looking. And I was just waiting for, Alex Trevelyan to fall <laughs> off of it and get crushed by the whole thing yeah. <laughs> by the end. They should have spent more time. I don't remember. If they, did they just stop by there? Because they end up at like the LA, the Los Angeles like port or something. They should have had the, the finale be there. Yeah. the the And like, so I compared this movie to the A-Team earlier and they both yeah. have a finale that takes place in basically a port. Like, and so like uh, that, that final locale is so uninspired and like, you know, other people have done it better since then, having like, you know, chase scenes or fight scenes through like the, you know, Iron Man three has a great finale to port, but it's just like it, you know, like they don't really take advantage of it. It's just like people are either higher or lower and just like moving about. And also time and space by the end of the movie, spoiler for the end of the movie, when, uh, Max has the, the trigger for the bomb. That's going to like, you know, send it, uh, LA to the, the negative zone or something. And <laughs> he throws the trigger off. Cause it's a dead man's trigger. He throws it off. And then Jeffrey Dean Morgan jumps off to get it. And then Matt, they're on top of this like crane. And then yeah. like he gets it and then he gets pulled out of the water and then his phone rings and Max is on a bus. How, how did he get like, <laughs> like they're on a port, like so far into the port He'd be running around like cargo containers, not knowing where to go probably before that. He's on a bus. He paid bus fare. He's like sitting there like, but don't worry. He got, he got his watch taken. Yeah. So the revenge is complete. That's right. And they definitely do set this up for like, Hey, they're going to be back and they're going to get max in the future. Don't you worry. Don't you Mm -hmm. worry. The losers are coming back. And uh, no, they did not. Now, did either of you know, this was based on a comic prior to watching it? Yeah. I wasn't aware I, I, I apparently was just not doing enough research prior to watching this movie. I was, <laughs> I was completely caught off guard. Um, I told you about I, the comic part too. Max, I, you know, Max, you're cutting out actually. I can't. <laughs> Don't do that to him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I truly didn't remember that you'd mentioned that. Um, and then I, of course, once I knew it was 2010, I was like, something is a foot. And then I looked it all up and, and all was revealed. Um, yeah, that was interesting. They do have, and they even have like the comic book kind of like, after credits stinger of like, oh, they're still a team and what else are they going to get up to kind of a thing. They also have, they also have like the credits are sort of like the art is done in the style of the comic of jocks. Mm, Yes. Yeah. I think, I think they got him to do the the art for that. Yeah. Um, I, and I think that the story did continue in the comics, but I, I might've only read the first one. Yeah. I've never read the comic itself. So and I, I like both Andy Diggle and I like Jock, so I have enjoyed their works on other things. So I don't know, it could be a good. I've never read it, but it seems like just based on the team, it could be good. I know they're trying. I mean, I think the thing that drove home more for me that that Max uh, was a asshole in this movie is in the very starting, they rescue. They're going to. They're laser targeting a this like camp, and then it's revealed after they've painted the target that there's a bunch of kids that they're using as like mules for these drugs. And they're like, Hey, like headquarters, we don't, you know, call this off. We don't want this to happen. There's these kids here. 
they say, sorry, that's the mission. Like they shouldn't be there and we're just going to do it anyway. Well, they decide to get in there as quick as they can before the airstrike and get these kids out only to have them get on a helicopter. And they even say like, we're not getting, you know, if there's an only enough room for 50 kids or six men, we'll put all 50 kids or whatever on this helicopter. Mm-hmm. It's a weird. <laughs> I think there's probably room for some other people, whatever. Um, and then they take off the helicopter and are all killed in a fire explosion. Uh, not that just pe- killed, eviscerated. Like no- yes, they're they're blown away to the point where I think they're yeah they're disintegrated. There's not even body parts or anything no. anywhere in the in the wreckage. Uh, a teddy bear does like a charred teddy bear does arrive, but like all sense of body parts is like it is and disrupted. I, There's like no. Not that I'm yeah. hoping to see the sky like a blood rain come down. No, but- hey, especially especially blood rain by Uwe Boll. But um. I, but I was just kind of like, what in the world? (laughs) Um, so that, that more than like an eco bomb is what got me. I feel like if there was a way that they could have had that further along in the film or something similar, I would have been more like, like against the bad guy than it feels like they, they started with the worst thing and then kind of got progressively meh more to me, but, but they just kept throwing in different you know, thing, different examples of him being an asshole. The one that I really thought was stupid was he had this assistant uh, who was holding an umbrella over his head when he was on the beach uh, yeah. because, yeah, okay, so both of you guys seem to have the exactly same reaction as I do. So so she's holding uh, an umbrella over him on the beach and she slips for a second and the sun gets on him for half a second. So he, uh, he grabs a, a gun and shoots her thus the sun just beads onto him uh with her dead and not holding an umbrella he also does it without looking he's like he goes like this like <laughs> shoots pulls his shoulder Max. out of socket to shoot her <laughs> max i yes that was yeah. so ridiculous it, it and the other part what's the other bit where he's in india he's it, being it, like it, waited well, on also it just makes him seem really st- fucking not just cruel but stupid stupid yes yeah. yes because because after he shoots her he then has the sun on him for the for yeah. the rest of the beach walk he's right. just an idiot. he's mildly inconvenienced but he showed her <laughs> <laughs> he should have like it should have been he shoots her and then hands the umbrella to his like bulky henchman that is yes. uh that guy is like big bulky henchman in like 60 different things i don't remember that guy's that guy's name but you know what scene they I were think really he was hoping in fight club too but i i might be wrong about that that was meatloaf oh yeah yeah that's right no i'm thinking no, of brad pitt he, and, and he edward does, norton at the same time no he does look familiar and that now you're saying fight club that i don't know that sounds like he could be someone maybe a lesser role yeah like maybe, yeah, one, of the, maybe one of the uh project the space, chaos guys or space something. monkeys yeah yeah um what's the other bit oh yeah he's being waited on like in india at one point and a woman, he, he wears a glove on one of his hands and his hand's like burnt or scarred. Yeah. So someone's like kind of like touching it and they never really, I don't think they ever really touch on that. And then he's kind of walking around talking to the guy and is kind of like walking up and sort of, you know, caressing the cheek of the the scantily clad women that he has kind of like standing around for him. Um, I think that's also the bit where, well, there's a scene prior, I think that's on the cradle kind of uh, 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 satellite dish thing where he's like, I want like an 18 man team. And I want it in like 12 hours or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. And he goes like, well, why do you want that? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes like, Hey, I want an 18 man team and I want it in 12 hours. And then you're like, okay. He's like very serious about this. He walks a bit and he's like, I don't want to, have to say it again. Anyway. Hey, I just thought of something. Um, I want an 18 man team and I want it in 12 hours. And I was like, 
they must have thought this was dynamite on the page because right. it is doing nothing for and me also, right now. We don't ever see the 18 man team. And then the next time we hear about it, he's like, yeah, just kill him. He's st- yes. I think that's a, maybe in India or after that, where he's like, actually just like get rid of them. And he's like, or he's like, wait, did you tell them about like the plan already? And he's like, yeah, I did. And he's like, oh, okay, well then you have to kill them. And he's like, oh, that sucks because like my brother-in-law is one of the guys I hired. And he's like, is that a problem? He's like, no, I'll kill him. Cool. Like, yeah. Okay. I like, I don't know. There, it's it's a weird line to walk where like you want your villain to be villainous, but it just seems like trying too hard. And like we said, mm-hmm. it seems like maybe he was in a different movie. We barely talked about the losers, the actual team. Yeah. Um, like uh, I mean, of course they have the standard sniper, who I thought was like maybe the coolest of them. But he, he just like, have the, a, like the uh, the problem is that like it's primarily Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Idris Elba, and Chris Pratt or Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, who have the most to do. Well, Zoe Saldana too. Zoe Saldana, but she's not technically a loser. Um, and hey, then she the, is now. <laughs> the sniper, and then Pooch is the other guy. Yeah, they just don't really have a lot to do. Yeah, I mean the sniper is clutch in a couple moments, but he's cool because he doesn't say a lot. He's just kind of like doing what he's supposed to be doing most of the time. Um, but yeah, it was weird. Plus, there's like the Zaldana double cross. Like they established that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has multiple times like gotten in trouble with like women where he's been like shot at or almost killed or betrayed and then he of course hooks up with Seldana who betrays them and gets yeah. them in like really deep shit um i wasn't exactly expecting um spoiler alert that they would be betrayed by idris elba i kind of thought he was gonna also then double double cross i thought like yes. he was like because once he was like and i've seen this movie before and i had just forgotten but le- once mm. he was like oh so you're max i thought that was gonna be the moment where he's like well fuck you and then like turns yeah. on all the guys and then that was like gonna be a like a moment of him like infiltrating their group to get close to max and then but instead he's just a bad guy for the rest of the movie and mm-hmm. r.i.p idris in the movie <laughs> yeah weird death to yeah. uh it's yeah just the what did he say he's like i want what are they called like the bombs are called like spuds or something like that yeah. they're he's called like, snooks he's like, sonic, he's like i want nuke. six snooks and a ducati and it's like then he, he delivers them like, and then i hope they yeah. got a fat check from ducati for that here's the here's the weird thing they so they have the indian team that uh puts these nukes together right yes mm-hmm. and then he he kills the entire indian team except for one guy and says like basically activate this nuke and then i'm gonna kill you essentially and the guy's like oh okay and he activates the nuke yeah. like what the hell? He, uh, he's only seen this guy do horrible things like in the earlier in the movie they established like he like he's mad at he's mad at this one guy who like won't give up the secrets and then his hen- the henchman you were talking about max like he nods at him and then the henchman grabs the guy and throws him off the roof and then he turns and he's like hey what are you doing i didn't want him dead and he's like i gave you like a rough him up nod not like a throw him off the roof nod like what the heck and it's like okay like this is weird and the the other guy the other scientist calls it back later like you're not oh let's meet on the ground floor you're not going to do that to me mm-hmm. and at, any, at some point, it's like this guy has established that like he is just going to run over anyone who's in his path. Why would you think he's going to pay you? Why would you think he's not going to betray you? Right. It just seems insane. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. And um, I don't even think he says anything like he would. I think he like basically says, I'm going to kill you after you do this. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or, or like, I'll kill you if you don't. It's like, hmm, I think so he should said I let billions gonna... of people I die? I think he or... said, I'm, do it and, I, and I'm going to kill you. Like, I think it was he was not fucking around. Um. Any final thoughts about this movie before we go? 
Um, it, I, I think the novelty is that you're getting kind of these actors that it feels like you wouldn't have in all, all in a film because of their trajectories. Now you might be harder pressed to find them all in a film now yeah. together. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of fun to see Saldana and Jeffrey Dean Morgan and, and, uh, and Idris and, and, uh, uh, Chris Evans and stuff. But I, I wasn't familiar with the original work it was based on and it just didn't seem like, I don't know how faithful an adaptation, but it just, it just kind of was a meh for me. Unfortunately forgettable because it's a good cast, but Max, what about you? I feel like Robert sums it up pretty well. I think that. Hey, I feel like I sum it up pretty well too. He's speechless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to watch it, watch it for Chris Evans and his t-shirts and the petunias. That's yes, that's true. See if, yeah, how much, what's the uh, get, get this look. And it's just like all the different costs of his t-shirts for Chris (laughs) Evans character. (laughs) All right, everybody. But, oh, sorry, Max. One more. What'd you say? I want to hear your opinion, Andrew. What do you think? Oh, it's fine. Like, it's it's, <laughs> it's very meh. I think you guys, I, like, I, I'm speechless too. Robert said it perfectly. I think it's, the, the, the draw is seeing these actors in a time where they could all be in a movie together, which is not, probably not now, but. Um, it's not yeah. out of the realm of possibility they could do it nowadays. I, I mean, just as far as like it feels like there's a comic book movie that could come out in the next couple of years that could have all those people in it somehow. Yeah. But it interesting and especially interesting in the time in 2010 where like we were still getting some weird adaptations of random comics and stuff. And it just, they were trying for, yeah, they were throwing things at the wall to see if it worked. And so they were like, what about this, you know, comic that nobody's read, but Hey, hopefully the losers end up in the Snyderverse. That's right. That's all I want. (laughs) Yeah. I want to see the uh, air cut of this. All right, everybody. That'll do it. Uh, We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.